Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another week to Live Life Aggressive Show. Mike Mahler, Sincere Hogan, and we're doing it. I can't, you can't say solo because there's two of us here. So <laughs> yeah, we're on our own this week, doggone. Yeah, we're on our and own by uh, popular actually, demand. <laughs> we're actually supposed to have Matt Brown on now, but he, he's going to be on later on tonight. You know, the day we're recording this show, so we figured we we haven't done our own episode in a long time. Let's bang that out, and then we'll talk to him later. So I know you might and, be a little confused. So you might be thinking, look, if you are listening to this now as it's been uploaded, you're like, wait a minute, I just heard the Matt Brown episode. Okay. <laughs> or or yeah. maybe you didn't, and you're like, wait a minute, I haven't heard that yet. And maybe maybe we'll put this one out first. (laughs) Exactly. So we'll find out. You'll find out soon enough which one is which. That's why you should subscribe to the show and just keep on subscribing. Meanwhile, let's just go ahead and take care of the business side of things. If you are subscribing, you are checking out the show, and make sure you're supporting the show as well beyond just listening to it by also heading over to both of our websites. Go to newwarriortraining.com. Use that coupon code LLA, and you will get 10% off all my products on my website as well as yours. Mike, tell them what else they can do. Yeah, man, you can do what these following people have been doing. They've been using that coupon code LLA to load up on some great supplements and products. We got Chad Walker, Richard Budry, Daniel Alder, Peter McLennan, Frank Welling, Adrian Deck. He's based out in Switzerland. He actually took my course in Vienna. Great guy. He loaded up on a bunch of products, supplements, and some videos. Really cool guy. We got Aneska Pishka. She's a really cool lady. She's a cool in name. a yeah, it's a cool name, cool lady. She's in a, a metal band based in the UK called Nia. I nice. think that's how you pronounce it. It might be Naya or Nia. Depends. But she's got a really good voice. If you like bands like Evanescence, that kind of powerful okay. female vocals, you'll like her stuff. So check her out on YouTube. Really cool lady. So we got Mark LaBird and David Giddens. They've all been using coupon code LLA to support the show and get some great products. They're not just supporting the show. They're getting the best supplements that money can buy. So it's win-win for everyone. I make money. They get great products, and it keeps the show free. Now, the only person where it's not win-win are those of you that listen to the show for free, never done a damn thing to support us. And I don't mean – by not, not only have you not bought products, you've never shared an episode, you haven't left us a review on iTunes, you haven't left us a, a review on Stitcher. This is the first time you've ever listened to the show, no problem. But those of you that have been listening for a long time, reciprocity, man. Okay, It's time <laughs> to put that in your vocabulary. And the least you can do is share the episode on Twitter, Facebook, go to Facebook. That's how much I hate. That's how much. That's how much I hate uh, Facebook. I'm like, what is, is that like? Is that like a cover band for Nickelback? What the hell is Facebook? Well, I'm so I'm so I'm so used to seeing Broad show their back on <laughs> on Facebook that that's what that's that's what I. That's, that's what I associate it with. But anyway, these are people that have been using that coupon code to support us, support and, my business, support the show. And another way they support the show is by heading over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast. So this is what they're doing. Last time we were recording, man, we had like three patrons just jump right in while we were recording the last show. And big shouts out to Matt Simmons, Anthony Rodriguez, and Simon Knight. You know, it's, it's really cool. It seems like every week that we're recording the show, those patrons are coming in while we're recording a show, which means they're probably listening to the show that just got released the day before that. But the thing <laughs> is, the biggest thing is these people love the information that, we, that we're bringing. They love the guests that we're bringing. And they want to go a step beyond, like, you know what, man, I want to support you guys on a monthly basis. Beyond, because most of these folks also buy our products, but they're also supporting the show every month on Patreon. And like I said, they go to patreon.com slash LLA podcast. They go in that little box where it says become a patron, and they follow my advice. They don't just leave that number one right there. They'll put a zero behind it, or they'll just erase the one and start off with five. So they'll donate $5 a month, $10 a month. We even have some that donate $20 a month. That's how much they really believe in the show. And so 
That's another way you can support us. Hop over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast. Become a monthly supporter of the show. And then guess what? When we're sitting here calling out these fools who are just bleeding all of you dry, you don't have to feel bad about it. Like, huh. <laughs> so you can say to yourself, I know they're not talking about me. So it's because I, I do my part. Now, the other ones are like, I wonder if he's talking about me. Yeah, we're talking about you. Yeah, if you're, if you're <laughs> offended, then we are talking about you. Exactly. And good. And if you're I want to offend you. If you're proud and like, yes, I support them, then damn it, rock on. Because I find it offensive <laughs> that you listen to the show week after week and then don't do anything to reciprocate. That's offensive. All right. All moving right. on from that. we got some funny stuff to talk about today, man. And uh, some of the stuff is related to my some of my nutrition supplements. I've, been, I've had three different guys ask me if they can put recovery oil on their balls. All right. Now, can you? Sure, you can. Is there a benefit? Probably not. You know, unless you just got kicked in the balls, I don't, you know, I don't really know what the benefit would be. I mean, that it's got MSM, zinc, and magnesium, which are all anti-inflammatory, so it may help with getting the redness down from just getting kicked in the balls. But better solution is ask yourself, why are you getting kicked in the balls? Stop walking up to women and saying stupid stuff, and then you won't have to worry about that. So no, and now in terms of a benefit related to increasing testosterone, no. You're not going to get an increase in testosterone. If you want an increase in testosterone, get my testosterone booster. It's the best testosterone booster ever made. Now, the way the testosterone booster works is it helps your brain communicate with your balls. Here we go again, talking about balls, and then and to signal more testosterone. There's a hormone called luteinizing hormone, which is a messenger hormone that your brain sends to your testes. Now, if you get blood work done and you have low testosterone, make sure to get luteinizing hormone measured as well. Because if that's high and your testosterone is low, then nothing natural is going to work for you. And the only option is some form of hormone replacement. That could either be testosterone replacement or it could be a precursor such as DHEA or a pregnenolone combination, some Scottish pine bark. Like Nick Delgado has a good formula. So these are hormones that are precursors to testosterone and when taken on the skin, transdermal delivery, they often metabolize into testosterone. So it's not going to rejuvenate your natural production, but it's going to give you an extra reservoir. So again, if your luteinizing hormone is high and your testosterone is low, you're not going to respond to natural options like my testosterone booster to increase levels. I get about a 2% non-responder rate with the testosterone booster. And and to put that in the context, Viagra has a 50% non-responder rate okay the the number one boner pill in the world has a 50 percent non-responder rate they make sure not to bring that part up in those stupid commercials yeah i'm about to say that was the thing i was just about to bring up now there are gonna be those people thinking like well really but it's viagra well trust me the reason why you can say that is the fact that it is a commercial they're paying a lot of money to leave that out and they're just flooding you first of all you're up late at night watching tv which you should be sleep or banging your wife, you know, your girlfriend, but you're watching TV. So that's when these commercials come on. They make you feel even worse about yourself. And then make you feel like, okay, you're, you're a bigger loser because you're sitting here watching TV at two in the morning and you're ordering follow along DVDs. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in just a second. And, and meanwhile, your, your woman's pretty much feeling very unsatisfied right now. So you want to stop feeling like a loser? Then you need to buy this pill. So what if it doesn't work for half of you out there? But, Hey, it's better than feeling like a loser. They didn't take any. They didn't take a step at moving. Yeah, half, half the people who take it have blurred vision, diarrhea, <laughs> gut issues, yeah, those, those side headache, headaches, and nasal congestion. You know right? what that That's, sounds like to me? Those sound like 
a lot of side effects that means that you will not be getting any, whether you take Viagra or not. If, you, if you're sitting there, you're having all these issues happening, trust me, your significant other does not want to be around you. Well, I mean, you have a, you have a rock-hard <laughs> erection, but, you, but your nose is stopped. Well, you got a rock-hard <laughs> erection, but you can't see where to put it because you got blurred vision. You, you put it in any hole that you well, can Well, hey, that, that may work in your favor, man. You know, that could be, you know, your standards may be a little bit lower. So you, you, that may open up your options for you single guys out there. So who knows? That could be one of the selling points there. You can make that one work for you. <laughs> so, I mean, so back to my T-booster, it's a 2% non-responder rate. And frankly, that's actually an exaggerated number. I, I put that number together based on returns, and then I also double it based on people who maybe just don't tell me they don't like it, they don't ask for returns, or they never buy it again. So it's actually lower than 2%. I just double it based on that, that, that line of reasoning. So anyway, my guess is probably 100% of the people who don't respond are people who fall into that category. High luteinizing hormone, which means your brain is desperately trying to signal your testes to produce more testosterone naturally, but there's a disconnect and it's not happening. Now, some people will say, well, I don't want to take TRT or, or other hormones because I don't want to shut down my natural production. What natural production are you talking about? You can't shut down what you don't have, man. Yeah. What natural production are you talking about? They're like, oh, I don't want to rely on this for the rest of my life. Okay. Well, think about how many things you do rely on. You rely on sleep every night. You rely on eating food every day. If you want to stay strong and healthy, you rely on going to the gym or getting your workouts in. If you want to keep your teeth healthy, you rely on brushing them every day. You know? If your relationship's healthy, you rely on taking a shower every day. I mean, I'm just saying. You rely on water. You rely on breathing. Come on, man. You know, If your testosterone is low and you feel like shit, then it's not anything to be ashamed about at least exploring the option with a qualified doctor. I'm not going to say your doctor because your doctor may not know dick about hormone replacement. I'm saying a qualified doctor like Dr. Mark Gordon or Dr. Nick Delgado or someone like Will, Dr. William Wong. You know, These are all people that are very well versed in the endocrine system and can give you some real genuine feedback on whether it's a good fit for you. But I can tell you this. I've been through periods in my life where my testosterone is high. I've been through periods where it's low. When it's high, <laughs> you feel incredible. You feel like there isn't anything you can't do. When it's low, even getting up in the morning is a hardship. Task, so don't you know if if TRT is the only option that's going to work for you, it's it, it's not a, it's not anything to be ashamed of to take that option because life is not meant to just be unfulfilling and just being tired and cranky and bitchy all the time. I would say a lot of divorces happen because. You've got two people, a man and a woman, who grow old together, and their hormones are out of whack. The woman's going through menopause. Her estrogen's through the roof. Her progesterone's not balancing things out, so her mood is crazy. The guy has no testosterone, so he has no spark. He has no desire to be romantic or, or do fun stuff in the couple. I guarantee you that a lot of relationships break down because of hormonal issues. I mean, you lose that drive as well. So, you know, they yeah. start having financial issues as well. Guess what? That's right. not necessarily right. due to bad, you know, management. It's just the way that you even approach. You don't have the drive to go and be successful. You just want to just go through the motions. You bitch and complain, go through that job that just totally sucks. And you let your boss and whoever else just run over you. Then you go home and you get ran over some more. And to the point where you're just like, I just want to go to sleep. Right. You know, you just want to sleep it off. And next thing you know, you, you think you're just clinically depressed. And now you add another drug into the mix. You know, one more thing just to numb the pain. So it's just this never-ending snowball effect, man, of things going on that uh, you could address one thing. And I think one thing that we didn't talk about, you, you know, you were saying address the luteinizing hormone. When a lot of these 
so-called non-responders, a lot of times, I'm pretty sure a lot of them probably didn't even go and get tested before they started taking the T-booster. And right. after they even get a number to measure on, it's like, I'm just going to pop this. I'm going to feel better. Well, you don't even know where you are. You may not even need it right now. Right. You know, and that's right. another thing. I always stress to anyone, like, hey, man, should I take Mike's T-booster? I say, yeah. Well, here's the deal. Before <laughs> you do that, you know, once you get your test first and see where you are when you start and then see where you are, you know, Test yourself again about two months later and see where you are from there. So then you can see what other things you need to address along the way. Don't just rely on that period and then bitch about, like, well, it didn't work. What, you know, where did you start? Well, I just know I needed it. How do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I, I just, it sounds good. It's testosterone. Every man's supposed to have testosterone, right? But I'm like, that's not what it is. You're not even listening. You just heard a word that you wanted to hear. Well, I mean, you there's, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, but if, if someone doesn't want to blow the money on blood work because it can be expensive, then, then you look at factors such as, do you wake up with an erection? Is your sex drive high? Is your mood good? Are you making gains in the gym? Now, you may, you may have, you may, the answer may be no to all these things because you're just overtrained, under-recovered, whatever you want to call it. Your sleep may be off. So in that case, you need to revamp your lifestyle, not buy a testosterone booster, even one like mine, which is awesome. But it's not going to take the place of optimizing your lifestyle, improving your diet, making sure you don't have mineral imbalances or deficiencies, rather, making sure your sleep is is not off. It's high quality. And just doing as, as much as you can to restore. You know, restore is the other side of the equation of training. You're not going to be able to train as hard as you want if you're not restoring properly. And also with women, a lot of women ask me what can what can they take regarding my supplement line. And first of all, you can take pretty much everything I have. I mean, it's not unsafe to take my testosterone booster. It's just whether it's going to be beneficial or not. It's hard to say. But I have had a few women take it, and they love it. They feel that their mood goes up, that they take it as a pre-workout supplement because the macuna in the testosterone booster is an incredible brain perker. I take two caps an hour before workouts and always have great workouts when I do that. So some women have been doing that, and they feel great. Now, whether it affects testosterone or progesterone or anything like that, it's hard for me to say. So I do have a product that is more in line for women, and that's my EC, which is my estrogen control product. Right. And this is a very powerful estrogen control product. In fact, I only take one cap when I'm taking my testosterone booster five days a week, and then I take the weekends off because otherwise it lowers my estrogen too much. Now, some of you may be thinking, oh, well, I better lower my dose too. No, 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 no. I said it lowers mine too much. <laughs> I don't know about your levels. My levels aren't high to start with. I just want to keep them in control. But if I take three caps, which is often what I recommend for someone who has estrogen dominance, high body fat, especially body fat in the pecs, in the glutes, the lower body. If you store a lot of body fat in the lower body and the pectoral area, that's a sign of really high estrogen dominance, and you can you can take it to that three cap dosage and not worry about it. But if you if you if you experience any of the following symptoms: mood decline, lowered sex drive, decline in sexual function, that's a sign that you're taking too much of the estrogen blocker, and you just want to take a few days off and then lower the dose. Especially if you're taking it with my testosterone booster, which is also has estrogen control properties. And the difference between the two is aggressive strength is a potent testosterone booster and a moderate estrogen control product, while EC is a potent estrogen control product and a moderate testosterone booster. So a lot of guys will find benefit in cycling between the two, eight weeks of the T-booster, four weeks of EC, or eight weeks of the T-booster, eight weeks of EC. And then people that have a certain level of body fat or it's been determined that you have high estrogen levels, you can definitely take both at the same time. 
I've had many women report great results with EC. Uh, Maria Peden, she's yes. out there in Texas, yeah, actually. Is that, is, that how, is that how you, is that yeah, how you pronounce her? Yeah, is that how you pronounce her last name? Yeah, really nice lady. Yes. Peden. Okay. Super nice lady. I just had an email exchange with her this morning. She loves the product. She feels fantastic on it. And I've also had Angela Brown, no relation to Matt Brown. She's a <laughs> trainer based in Illinois, I believe. I think Chicago. Maybe not Midwest somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she loves the product and she's had great results with it. She's going to give me a testimonial. So quite a few women are taking EC and they're loving it. And there are, there are a few other estrogen blockers out there that are pretty good. You know, Myomin is one I used to recommend before I designed mine. There's one called Trialzol that's really good. But those of you that are like, oh, let me look into those. No, you don't have to look into those. Just buy mine. You know, buy EC. I'm just saying there's other good products out there. In terms of natural testosterone boosters, there isn't anything that comes close to my T booster. Nothing. And if you want to challenge me on that, fine. Show me a product that has the testimonials that mine has, where people are getting triple increase in testosterone or double real, increase real, in testosterone. Real yeah, real, real people, not people that are paid. Not paid. You know, made up. It's like, you know, it's from Joe S or JS and little little initials and things like that half the time you see on these websites, man. But they're usually the same testimonials on other products. You know? yeah, I'm not paying I'm not paying a bunch of professional fighters where they're wearing my company T-shirt in every interview they do. All right. I don't have to do that. I don't pay anybody to use my products. They pay me. I don't care if you're a professional athlete or a regular person. If you want to use aggressive strength, you buy it from my website. One guy was even telling me, he's like, hey, you should give some to Fedor. He can buy it if he wants to. You know, I'm tired of people that just expect things to be free, this entitlement attitude. It's like, okay, so you're successful and you're in the public eye. Everything's supposed to be free now? No. When I go to the grocery store, it's not free. When I go to a concert, it's not free. Right. So it's not going to be free for you either. You know, if I'm going to give anyone free product, it's going to be my customers that have been loyal to me. Those are the real celebrities. They're the ones who allow me to have this great lifestyle. Now, speaking of estrogen dominance, let's talk about workout along videos. <laughs> now, there's a segue. As I, as I hinted toward that, you know, earlier. But yeah, man, that's just one of those things. Again, you're sitting there, you're sitting there watching these late night infomercials. There's these, you know, workout along videos that come along like, hey, just, you know, here's this trainer in this same little studio on every DVD. And you're sitting there like, you know what? I'm going to order that and I'm going to work, work out along to that. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so like like we were discussing before we started this, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you know you're there with the kids, we get it. We get it. This is a, a viable option for you because a lot of times you don't have time to go to the gym when you got three kids to take care of. But you dudes, a lot of you dudes who are not stay-at-home dads, and even if you are stay-at-home dads, still, but you still know you are ordering a workout along DVD. Okay, come on, man. How I mean, how how strong can you actually get? When you're actually watching one of these things, because right. uh, my thing is, if you're trying to go for this, I'm not even going to go into the 400. Just say you're trying to just at least get a 300, 315 pound deadlift. Are you really going to achieve that while you're keeping your eyeballs on the television the whole time or you're hitting pause so you can sit there, hit the lift, put it down and then hit pause again, hit play and then go from there and then have this guy tell you about deadlifting? No, come on. Right. Man. Hell no. Come Some on. of you may be thinking, well, I don't care about that. It was like, well, you know why you don't? Because you've never <laughs> done it before. Because yeah. tell you what. 500-pound deadlift feels incredible. You can bang out three reps with 505 on the bar. You feel like you could take on the fucking world, man. So for those of you who are like, well, I don't care about achieving that goal. It's like, well, you don't know what you're missing. That's all I can say, man. Because the, the, the accomplishment you get from that is going to be way more pronounced than fucking what you get from following a P90X workout. Yeah, I mean, you're sitting there and you're doing Romanian deadlifts with 25-pound dumbbells. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. come on, man. Come on. Doing lunges with... 
25 pound dumbbells. First of all, you shouldn't be doing lunges, period. <laughs> that, that, let's start there. Right? Here's, here's five exercises every man should be doing. Deadlifts, squats. I don't care what variation. I don't care if it's a kettlebell squat or a barbell squat or a trap bar or deadlift. I don't care what it is, but barbell, squats and deadlifts, everybody should be doing. Everybody should be doing overhead presses. And I was talking to my neighbor. He's like, man, you know, bench press hurts my shoulders. I go, well, do overhead presses instead. Yeah. I go, when you get to our age in your 40s, your shoulders start getting tighter exactly. and you're more injury prone. I'm not going to make fun of the bench press because, well, one, I'm actually really good at bench pressing, way more so than overhead pressing. You know? <laughs> and, but And two, simple like, well, it's not functional. It's like, well, nothing is functional because when, when, are you, when are you doing the movement pattern of an overhead press in any in athletic a, in endeavor? In the WWE? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's true. That's true. But like in the, UFC, in the UFC, nobody's picking up somebody over their head. And, and, and body slamming them. <laughs> nobody's doing a kettlebell swing motion in the fucking ring. So we need to get away from this this moronic mentality of functional? functional movement. Nope, nobody is doing a deadlift or a squat or an overhead press or a bent over row exactly in any kind of athletic endeavor. We're trying to get the body strong with a good strength program. We're not trying to mimic moves in athletic endeavors. Okay, so anyway, overhead press gives you overhead press. You get good at that. You're going to get good at the bench press to a, to an extent, but not the other way around. All right, you're not going to become a bench press champion by just doing overhead presses, but you'll be good at it without ever doing it. Yeah, you're not ready to go to a powerlifting meet, you know, just strictly doing overhead presses, you know. (laughs) No, man, bent over rows, weighted pull-ups in particular. I love ring pull-ups, ring weighted pull-ups I've been really getting into recently because I've got this – got a bone spur in my left arm, which inhibits the range of motion. So at some point, I'm going to have to get surgery and have that shaped down. And But for now, I'm just trying – it's not painful. It's just the range of motion is limited, so I'm going to try to work around it as long as possible. So ring pull-ups feel really good. I've been doing weighted ones and working up to some pretty good numbers for I myself. Like, I like the freedom of those because, again, yeah, me too. When, when, you, when you're just on the bar, on a pull-up bar, man, it's very limiting as far as your range of motion and where you're – it depends on who you are. Like if you're someone like me, we have like a long reach. You know, it can right. be very difficult. You have to be very precise when it comes down to where your hand position is going to be to not feel some kind of – Hinging pain, especially from all the issues that I've put my shoulders on, especially from kettlebell sport. But one thing yeah. about the ring is kind of it's very self-correcting. You, you'll know when that elbow is out too far, you know, or when you, you don't have your hand position in the right place. You'll fix it very quickly with the bar. By the time you realize it, it's kind of it's almost a little too late. Well, you know what's interesting is the way you lower kettlebells properly from overhead is yeah. the exact way you pull yourself exactly. on ring. So exactly. it's a it's a great it's a great antagonistic motion yeah. for kettlebell overhead presses, yeah. which it's a good reinforcer for kettlebell sport as well because a lot of yeah, times a absolutely. lot of people in kettlebell sport get hurt because of the way they lower the bells. They come out their their position their hands are too wide and they right. have to come back in, or when they're pressing up they go out too wide and bring it in, or they're too far ahead or something like that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with those rings, you really get to learn about that. That range of motion and just that that trajectory that you got to have as far as putting your hand position up and down. So it's very self-correcting if you put the rings in the right place, though. (laughs) That's another thing, too. So, yeah. And you know what? But like you said, it's pretty self-correcting, pretty fast. You're going to figure out the optimal without 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 anyone training you pretty fast. If you stick with it long enough, you're going to figure out pretty fast how to stay in the pocket, how to keep the rings in close rather than going out wide. It all starts becoming intuitive after a while so it's it's an interesting motion and for me it actually feels really good it stretches out my lats which is i don't have tight lats you know before i thought i had a tight left lat and i thought that's what was causing the elbow pain but it turns out that it's actually the elbow there's actually a a bones overgrown bone in there from an injury so but what happens is my left lat is more prone to getting tight so certain motions help keep 
the stretch there. And ring pull-ups and any any variation of the bent-over row, whether it's a renegade row or a barbell row, even yeah. some machine rows, like the machine seated rows feel yeah. really good for me getting a long stretch because you can really stretch it out. So I actually do those after deadlifts as a lat stretch, and that feels really good on the left elbow. Cryosauna, massage, all that stuff has really helped too with recovery and, mm-hmm. and keeping that side pain-free. Okay, you're leaving us some exercises. <laughs> okay, uh, core, ex- core work also yeah. would be the other category. So I, I like dragon flags and hanging leg raises. Here's the thing about hanging leg raises, right? Okay, a lot of people yeah. do about the, the, flailing, about the flailing leg raises? Yeah, yeah. Most people are doing a kipping motion when <laughs> yeah. they do hanging leg raises. Now, here's how you should do a hanging leg raise. You, compl- you, you Every rep is initiated from a dead stop. So in other words, no swinging whatsoever. So you bend your knees slightly and use your midsection to curl your legs up until your feet are touching the bar overhead. And then slowly lower yourself down. It should be like a three to four second negative. Your abs are going to be on fire the next day. Most people, what they're doing is they're swinging their legs up. They're yeah. letting them drop. Well, letting, their feet they're, go they're, behind they're, them. Their feet are well, going they're, behind they're them. them. They're letting them drop the way someone drops a kettlebell from the top back to the rack. Right? Right. You don't, you don't right. use that technique on hanging leg raises or on dragon flags. Now, on dragon flags, if you try to flop, you're going to flip right off the bench. So you have to lower <laughs> yeah, yourself exactly. under control. There, there is no lowering yourself quickly on dragon flags until you're very advanced. You know, I can lower myself pretty fast on dragon flags and and without getting sloppy. Well, so, but anyway, things, those uh, one of the things I ahead, see go that go wrong with um with the hanging leg raise is the actual how they start. Most people, you know, once they grab the bar, you know, they pretty much they forget about what their lower body should be doing at that point. They're so focused on holding the bar and pretty much how that feels. What I always tell them is like, okay, go ahead and when you hold that bar. Pretend as if, you know, everything from the top of your body on down is just dripping through your heels. You know, don't focus on your toes. Think about your heels. Right. And so let all your weight just pour through the heels like liquid. Visualize that. And it's, it's pouring out on the floor like a puddle. Okay, so at that point, you can you can automatically see their shoulders now start to drop because what usually happens when they first start, they, their shoulders are up in their eardrums. They're hunching, you know, they're, they're, which is like one of the biggest issues when it comes to doing any type of pull up because they're kind of that it, it causes pain first of all, big time, especially right around the neck area when you're all hunched right. up like that, and they're not activating their lats and they forget about that. So when they start visualizing that, they automatically sink down by two more inches right there to a dead hang. So from that dead hang, I was like, now the thing is, once you initiate that movement of your knees by actually pulling your core down into your ass. I was telling you, pull your core down into your ass cheeks while your knees are coming <laughs> up. So, you know, and they can kind of see that little lever action. I said, just think about an old oil rig or whatever. That just shows you I'm in Texas. No, no, no episode. No episode is complete without uh, mentioning the word ass, ass. cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're, you know, now that, that visualization of water dripping through the heels, now it's dripping through their ass. You know, coming through the ass cheeks while the, while the abdominals are pushing that water through the ass. And the, those, those, of, those of you with gut issues can relate to yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So then, then they can finally get it, man. I said, you know, at this point, you don't have to worry about what your hands are doing because the only thing you should be focusing on is as far as like don't think about trying to pull yourself up or trying to pull your knees up you focus on pulling the bar down while you're doing this so if you're pulling the bar down pulling your ass down pulling that imaginary water down those knees are going to come up easily they're going to float up easily not quickly shouldn't be just ripping them up like that and then slowly put them right back where you put where you found them you know don't just slam them down like you were talking about right. and so they, they tend to get that so you know, no, that keeps no, them from three. failing 
No, yeah, that's great instruction. Now, the, th- the three favorite core exercises that I really like, midsection, whatever you want to call it, yeah. dragon flags, hanging leg raises, and standing ab wheel rollouts. You can start on the knees if you've never done it before, but you want to get to the point where you can do it standing, standing rollout all the way. Those three exercises, if you can do those three exercises with good technique, you don't have to worry about your midsection strength. It's good, and it's going to carry over to deadlifts, overhead presses, whatever you do, it's going to help improve. Yeah, squats, kettlebell swings, you name it. Double kettlebell swings, heavy stuff. You name it, it's going to work. So th- these are these are this is how you train like a man. And women, you should be training like this too. So this is not just talking to men here, but men in particular. I don't understand why men don't have goals to be strong and powerful. Like when you, when you talk to a guy who's like, I just want to be fit or I just want to be in shape. It's like, why don't you want to be strong and powerful? You don't have to be west side barbell strong and powerful you don't have to be an olympic level olympic lifter strong man or anything like yeah that. but you should be able to bang out 10 pull-ups and do 50 push-ups and and sprint 100 yards without dying you know those are all those are like the minimal things that every guy should be able to do exactly man and you're not going to get to do those things doing stuff like these follow-along workouts nobody gets really strong you're not even going to develop a, a a decent level of strength no, no your base is gonna shit. suck man your base is gonna suck you know, because these are things where a lot of these follow along workers I see, these are things you should be teaching children, little yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. Basic, I mean, seriously, we're really spending a, a section of a DVD 20 minutes on a body weight squat? Really? Come on, man. You should be teaching these proper mechanics to like a three year old, which they already got it because they pretty much were born with it. They well, you know, I, I was going to say, I love teaching kids. I don't teach kids often, but when I do, I love it. Just yesterday in the gym, a, a yeah. friend of mine brought his son, he's about 10. And I was doing deadlifts. So in between sets, he asked if I could show his son. He's like, you know, watch Mike do deadlifts. This guy's got great technique. And then he asked me if I could just show him how to do it. And I said, sure. So we mm-hmm. set him, we set him up and I only had to show him one time how to set up for an optimal deadlift and bam, he got it. The second time around, I didn't even have to correct anything. Usually at my kettlebell workshops, you have to keep on correcting people over and over again. I showed this kid one time. The second set, I went over there to make sure everything was set up. He did everything automatically. I was like, bam, that's cool. And here's the beautiful thing about kids because unlike adults who have all these experiences and think they know all these different things or whatever, and they start having this culmination of all this lifetime experience to try to come up with an answer, a kid doesn't have that much to base off of, and kids are more visual. You would think that just men in general, we're always talking about how men are so visual or whatever, but kids are very visual. That's why I always tell parents, you know, quit trying to tell your kid what to do all the time. You're talking about you just need to leave the best example well, plus possible. Kids aren't, plus, kids aren't stupid. This kid yeah. just watched me deadlift 425 for five like it was nothing. So he right. didn't, he's not going to question my advice he's, now. He's, <laughs> yeah. trust, and, but what's funny is in their kid's mind, he's thinking like, I want to be strong like that. They, at a child's oh, no level, doubt. they're already thinking about the things we're talking about. Why wouldn't any man want to feel that way? A kid is looking like, I want to be big and strong like well, that. Every kid wants to be does. that way. Yeah. I want to do that, what that's why, that's why kids get into working out because they want to they be strong and powerful and look good for the girls and so forth. And then somehow when people become adults, they, they have this minimalist mentality. It's like, well – I just want to be able to touch my toes. <laughs> you know, I just want to be able to get the now. mail out of the when mailbox. I man, when I hear a man say, I just want to be able to touch my toes, I'm like, you plan on going to prison anytime soon? What is that about? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be an episode without a prison reference. They, well. just, they just have these expectations which are so low, well, man. Right? Not even saying, that's not even what they believe. This is what they've heard, and now they regurgitate. It's like, because they've heard people say that, like, you know, there are so many people that can't even touch their own toes. And, well, I want to touch my toes. I'm like, yeah, but what else? Once you touch your toes, then what? You good with that? Is that the end of the journey?
problem else the problem is is that these are things that actually have to be important to you otherwise it's not going to go anywhere you know working out is hard work (laughs) getting strong is very difficult it's going to take many years if it's not something that you as an individual don't genuinely care about you're not going to last long enough to achieve anything even mediocre let alone impressive exactly i mean you're sitting there and you're training like well man i don't understand what's going on why still have this gut and your eating habits haven't changed i'm like what well, you're, <laughs> you're not eating your food is not matching your, what you claim to be your goal drinking as far as five bud lights five bud lights a night and you and show up to the gym body. with a big ass bottle of gatorade i'm like come on man i'm like <laughs> yeah. really I like got 100 grams of sugar per glass somebody, somebody, you want sugar and salt and i just bring some sugar and salt from the table and next time for you instead of this liquid crap come on man yeah chemical you know, goop well, yeah come on this is like well you know i gotta have my power aid my gatorade during my workout i'm like yeah it's, it's like a 45 minute workout i'm like you haven't done anything that. even earn that gatorade what have you done you haven't even started to sweat yet you haven't even lost any salt okay and then let's talk about all the salt you probably have had in this processed food before you got there because you haven't changed your diet but then you wonder why is this gut not going away well, what do we start? Because it's not going to just be one thing, but I can give you quite a, a good list of things right now. But then don't get upset when you're not the, getting these the, results. The, the, the real answer is you don't want it to go away. And there you're not, you're it not, is. You're not doing anything to make it go away. You're not eating properly. You're not sleeping optimally. And you're not training in an optimal manner. So you don't want it to go away. That's why it's not going away. Exactly. Simple. A lot of things in life are simple. It's like, <laughs> why do the bills keep piling up? It's like, well, what are you doing you're, to avoid them? You're not them? paying them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you want them to pile well, up. Let me tell you, I pay them, I pay them quickly because I don't want to see them. I don't yeah, want to hear too. anything about them. Just like the, put it the second. I put it on automatic. I, so, bed, I pay it. Exactly. Yeah, let me tell you, I put it on auto draft or what. I don't. I don't want to hear about it. You know, yeah, exactly. don't, don't, don't remind. I don't need a reminder. You know, one notice is enough. Like, hey, your bill is ready. Thank you. All right, let me go pay it. You know, I'm not waiting till the day that it's due. You know, so come on. That's that's another thing. When people talk about how do I get out of debt, I can't believe I'm in debt. Yes, you can. Those bills didn't sneak up on you. It wasn't like, hey, we decided to give you yeah, some you, debt. Yeah, you spent you spent <laughs> a lot more than you make. Exactly. That's what happened. Just yeah. like you're overweight because you ate a lot more than you exerted. You know. So now you're in. You took in a lot debt. more energy than you use. Exactly. Now you're in a health and physical debt. You know. So there you go. Don't ever act surprised. Okay. Don't don't play the victim. You know. I but, can't but, I can't believe this happened to me. Yes, you can. You worked hard. No, that's for it. true. But I mean, where, where I'm going with this yeah. training advice also is that when you feel strong and powerful with what you can do physically, it permeates into every area of your life. Mentally, You're just going to have more confidence in everything exactly. you do. Exactly. Also, when you push yourself through certain pain barriers, you're not going to be inhibited from pushing through pain barriers in other ways, whether it's growing a business or building a family or being a community leader, you know, whatever it is, man, you're, right. you're just going to find that you have an extra layer of reserves to tap into to help you achieve whatever it is in life that you're trying to get. Trust me, man, it's through this way of, this way of thought is how evolution has worked throughout these many, 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 many millennia because that's nothing against it's strength. If every from the very beginning as an amoeba, if that thought pattern of like, ah, I just want to twist my toes, I, I don't want to be that strong, we wouldn't be here talking about this right now. We would not have evolved. Something was always looking well, to I mean, be better survival of the fittest is, is an accurate statement because yeah. when, when you're strong and powerful, you exude that where there, there's, there's so many issues that you're not going to have to deal with because people right. aren't going to come at you a they certain way. They just know better. <laughs> yeah, like a friend, of ours, a friend of ours was saying that one time he, he taught a seminar and uh, the second day, only they didn't get enough people, so they canceled it. So one of the guys who was attending the first day as a guest, 
complained to the instructor saying that, hey, look, I took the weekend off from work. So I want you to take me through what you were going to teach the second day tomorrow for just just me. And this is a guy who's not even paying for even the first day. He's someone's guest. Now, this guy who's a friend of ours is very diplomatic. So we tried to reason with him and blah, blah, blah. And both of you and I are astonished when we're hearing this you story. You can't reason with an idiot, man. Just and like, Sincere is like, I've never even been in a position where I had to <laughs> deal with that. And I haven't either because nobody's going to come at me that way. I guarantee you someone has probably thought they would. They, they're like, you know what? I'm going to tell Mike this when I show up. And then the second they walk in the room and they see me, they're like, eh, maybe not. Look here, man, it's not my- because I'm some mean-looking motherfucker. It's just that I – don't take shit from people, man. I don't take crap from people at all. Hey, man, my it's just dad my automatic response. Me, my dad always told me, people will treat you the way you train them to. Okay? You train people to treat you a certain oh, that's way. That's true. You know, that's the thing about it. If you act, you're the pusher. If you're the guy that's always the maybe guy, then they're always going to try to push the limits. Well, he said maybe. Let me just see how far I can get away with this until he says yes or no. And nine times out of ten, they know that you're probably not going to say no. So they keep pushing and pushing and pushing. You know, I my nose is swift. Nope. Nope. Well, I, I tell my wife, leave out of, maybe. Leave out maybe. No, it's, uh, that's exactly right. Because a form of manipulation is trying to get you to explain yourself, right? And Putting you, you in a position to. where you have to explain <laughs> yourself. Like I often get, why do you eat a vegan diet? And it's always said in a tone like that that's very condescending. Right. And it's like, like well, it's animals like, eat like, animals. Like, who the hell do you think you are? Animals eat other animals, you know, like, again, very condescending tone. And it's like, look, man, first of all, I didn't come in here and try to get you to do what I'm doing. Right. Right. So don't expect me. Don't put me in a position where you where you think that I'm going to have to explain why I do what I do. Just mind your own fucking business. It's funny, I don't eat animals because I don't want to eat animals. That's my that's my answer. And if you want to know respectfully why I don't, I'm happy to have a discussion about it. You're going to come at me like some fucking pompous prick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shut you down. He's like, how dare you not be with us? You know, who are you to stand out? You know, God. It's always yeah. like this position where you have to explain yourself. And sometimes you get that stuff racially, like right sincere, like people are going, you know what, sincere? You're not like other black people. Like, what's that supposed to mean? I'm like, exactly. Like, <laughs> you yeah, well, well, you're different. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I would hope that everybody's effing different, fool. What are you talking about? I don't want everybody to be the same. That's just not possible. What are you talking well, they about? Automatically but I'm not a racist, sincere. Because well, that was well a what's racist. funny is that they, they automatically think you'll get along with someone else because the other person's black. Oh, exactly. you know, sincere, you should be working with so-and-so. It's like, why? Because we're both black? You know? <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, what are you saying, dude? What are you saying? I'm you I'm not working with you. You're dumbass, okay? How about that? Like, not only are you showing your tonsils when you talk, you're showing <laughs> ignorance, man. So just shut your mouth while you're behind, you know, because – The more you talk, the more I can see the floor because it's, it's a straight line from your mouth to your ass right now, man. Come on. I mean I had a lady at the park tell me one time. You know, nice lady. I see her at the dog park all the time, and she's one of these real right-wing nuts, right? And she basically said that, you know, I don't understand all these, you know, homeless losers, you know, just begging for – for money and so forth. Don't they have family they can go to, you know, family that can help them? And like, man, you sound so utterly naive, <laughs> not, not naive and just delusional with such statements. So let's, let's break this down. Before I even get into homeless losers, increasing our taxes, the real, the, the real people that are the biggest tax burden on our system are not homeless people. It's rich fucking people. corporations. It's rich people. Did, very, you, did, very you, know, rich did you know that Google <laughs> Google does not pay $1 in U.S. taxes? And neither does General Electric. Yeah, and they're a multi-billion dollar corporation. Really? They have figured out how to take advantage of every tax loophole and not pay a fucking dime. So every, so time, you really, watch, every time you watch NBC, you think about that. 
okay? Because they GE owns them. To my, that is that is a tax you're paying. You're paying to really watch that show, any show on that channel. If, if all these corporations paid their fair share, we wouldn't have a, de- a deficit. It's not because a bunch of homeless people that are a burden on the system. We you could give a you could give every single homeless person you see a hundred bucks, and that and that would and that would be. Like, and like the government could rather the government could give every single homeless person a hundred bucks and that would be better spent than giving all these tax loopholes to multi-billion dollar corporations that are just weaseling their way out right you know so why why do they why is a multi-billion dollar corporation paying nothing i i you pay taxes sincere i pay a lot of taxes i pay a hell of a lot of taxes I, and i don't make a billion dollars or anywhere close to that <laughs> exactly. you know? so, i mean I, I always laugh when these like these really right-wing radicals always emphasize all well, oh, these homeless losers it's like first of well, all they don't even emphasize they're repeating they're not they can't even emphasize yeah. so they have nothing because the thing is she's like you know i'm sure he has a family well why don't you go ask him that's the one problem. No one asks well, that, anyone the other, anything. That's, that's the ignorant him, part right Find there. out his story. What is his story? Why, don't you, why are you just assuming you know, that he's a loser? You don't know his story. Like I'm always intrigued by a lot of homeless people. When I'm driving, I'm like, I wonder what that guy's story is. You know, And I've asked some guys, like, hey, man, just have a conversation. A lot of times that, that does a lot for them, just to be I recognized don't. as a human being and not this nuisance. It so, doesn't take much to end up there either. A few no. things go bad. You lose your job. Case in point. You know, your your in kid point. your kid has a serious medical issue. Now you've lost your job. Your kid has a serious medical issue. Yeah, All your savings family. is going to that. Now your house is or about a lawsuit. possessed. Lo- you yeah. get a, law- a frivolous lawsuit where you lose everything. Right. You know, it doesn't right. take much because you can't afford to keep drawing it out in court and keep appealing it. You just pretty much have to settle and they, they take everything from you. And there right. you are just like that. Because guess what? People can sue you just for the littlest, the smallest thing. My mailman can trip on a freaking brick by putting the, a freaking letter at my door. And if he decides to be an asshole, he'll, he may try to sue me for that. You know, just think about little things. Like, and guess what? Yeah, it's frivolous. But guess what? I got to I got to get an attorney, you know, to get ready to fight this thing. That's going to cost some money. Well, I, mean, I also laugh when people who sit around all day at jobs where you just pretend to work uh, complain about other people being lazy. <laughs> it's like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I'm getting paid you know? to be lazy. Because, because my attitude is every dollar I make is from my efforts. Nobody's right. paying me for any. No one's paying me for nothing. Right. You know, I, don't, I don't get paid and wake, to wake up and go turn my computer on and get working. I only make money if I'm selling a product or a service. Hey, That's man. it. As, as Dax Moy, who is well-known in the fitness community, said, you get paid for done. You know, not for I'm going to do, you know, anything like that or I'm about to or anything like you get paid for done. Once it's done, that's when you now you can start trying to make some money from it. You can't just get paid from an idea sitting in your head. There has to be some action behind that. You got to make some things happen with that. And I think that's where a lot of people in the industry kind of get it twisted. You know, I had a great idea, you know, this, this and this. And man, I know this is going to make me a lot of money. Not until you put some action behind it, buddy, and some serious thought. Yeah, you shouldn't even be talking about it. Exactly. Don't even even, even tell me about it it. until you're doing something with it. Yeah, to the point where you're like, whoa, when when did this come about? I I, I hate when we're like (laughs) peers of ours, like, oh, hey, Mike, I got this great idea. I want to call you up and talk about it. It's like, no, 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 no. Call me me up and tell me about it after you've done something with it. I don't want to hear about it. Exactly. Because ideas are, are nothing. They're not worth anything until you actually put it into action. So here's the problem with dreams. Usually you sleep when you have them. Yeah, some okay. point you have to wake. Some you point you have to up. wake up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez, man. You know what's funny is Bill Cosby's the one who said that, and that has so much irony. I don't, even, I don't. I don't even know where to start. He's like, the problem is, the problem with dreams is at some point you have to wake up. Yeah, like, kind of like those people you drugged out. Man. They, they woke up like, Wait a minute. Uh, allegedly, of course. Allegedly. You know? <laughs>
I don't know. When, when, when 50 people come forward, I don't know if it's a legend anymore. But anyway, you know what? It's hard to say what's true and what isn't when it's a guy who's got so much notoriety and money. All I got to say yeah. is, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to go out and party with this guy. And leave my drink. And leave my drink on the table. I'm not, I'm not trying to test the theory. Just like Michael Jackson, drinks, when Michael Jackson was alive, look, man, I don't know if he touched those kids or not. All I know is, when he was alive, you can guarantee I would never let any of my children sleep over there, you know, and try to test the theory. Okay, that's the thing about. I don't know. He, you know, everything was alleged. Now you've never convicted. Put it like this: if there's a big gallon of water by R. Kelly and and, a, and my teenage daughter are nearby, uh-uh, I'm not letting that happen because we know how this might end up with him and a full bladder and an underage girl. Okay, so even though he wasn't convicted, just certain things. I don't want to test the theory whether they did it or not. I don't want to push. I don't want to push the envelope. I don't want to know because it, it may not end well for them. So nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's funny on another pretty much unrelated point, but it's <laughs> staying within the theme of this episode. Is I, I always laugh when someone gives us a testimonial where they refer to our show as the best training and fitness information, the, be- the best training and fitness podcast out there. Now, what that first of all, that's nice of them to say it. So let me start there. But second of all, it's very clear to me that they are only picking episodes to listen to that address those themes because our show is not a fitness show. It goes way beyond just fitness. Right. We have all kinds of successful people. I mean, we could basically describe our show as you know, interesting conversations with interesting people doing impressive stuff, right? That's kind of the common theme that threads every episode together. But we're definitely not a fitness information podcast. That's only one of many themes we address. And how boring would that be? Boring as fuck, man. You know, the whole point of working out is so you can do other cool shit, not just work out. For a lot of people, the problem is they only want to work out to work out. You know, that's when you end up having like five gym memberships and posting <laughs> selfies all fucking day long. You know, because your whole life revolves around fitness and, and, and people telling you how great you look, fishing for compliments all fucking day. Now, the, the real benefit of fitness is getting strong and powerful. So now you go do some real good in the world, man. Fucking. Right. You know, like we we both watched that movie Virunga. I watched that movie. I wanted to move out to the Look, man, I wanted to just pack up, up. I want to pack up all my rifles and just head over there, man. Just, start, <laughs> just you know, yeah. you know what? No more of this these these, these shooting courses. I'm about, I just want to go to Africa and have my own shooting course with some of these asshole poach, poachers. Yeah, some real life targets. Exactly. You know, I want to go beyond the yeah, paper. Real life this. human targets. <laughs> exactly. Even I can get behind that. So I mean, <laughs> let's go. You know, Virunga is my favorite documentary. Yeah, my wife is still to this day. She's like, why did you have? Me, why do we watch that so late? I'm like, you know what? Mike gives these yeah. warnings. Why did you guys take so long to watch it? I told you about that like well, six months ago. Yeah, yeah. And the fact we watched it, she was like, why do we watch it so late? Because I couldn't sleep that night. I said, you know what? I said, Mike always warns me. Like, these are certain, this was one of those ones you kind of don't want to watch late. And I, and I said that. Yeah, yeah thought-provoking you know, to say the least. Exactly. So, and, and, and trust me, if you don't have something like that doesn't move you, then you got to kind of check yourself, man. Something doesn't, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be about, you know, gorillas in the wild and in sanctuaries in Africa. Something, you know, something just like what happened with our buddy James Well, you know Fong. what's interesting is that that's only one theme in that movie because yeah. it's not it's not just the animals that oh are my being gosh, exploited, the corporate it's the people. In the corporate yeah, it's greed, the people. And, and the heroism for the journalist. You know, you kind of look at her oh, like, yeah. look at her, talking about taking charge. I mean, Yeah, geez. I'd love to have her on the show, oh man. Gosh, she, this, that's that's what I call strength. Man. That's what <laughs> yeah. I call strength right there. She, we don't want to give too much away for those of you who haven't yeah. seen it. But, I mean, there's this one French journalist who is badass, man. She fucking does some ballsy-ass shit so, in yeah, that go fucking... So, go on Netflix and, and, hey, man, watch that tonight, today. You know, because you watch it's, you may it's not such be able to an, It's such an inspiring movie, man. It just makes you want to do something positive in this world. You know, it has that kind of power. And you know what's funny is, is how much motivation I derive from 
not just good documentaries like that, but from really good music, really right. good movies, really good TV shows. Like people who've read my Live Life Aggressively book, they go, man, you make so many references to movies and, and shows in there. You must watch a lot of TV and movies. It's like, no, I don't watch a lot of TV and movies, but I've watched a lot of good TV shows and movies. And I get way more inspiration from those mediums than some self-help bullshit book. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Recursing the same crap over and over. And oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started with the self-help guys. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> movies like Untouchables that we talked about in the last episode and uh, or, or it might, might be a future episode, depending on when we release it. Yeah. But Untouchables, Heat. I mean, these these kind of movies just in, they don't make me want to go be a bank robber or join up the Treasury agency. But it, it just <laughs> right. makes you want to be more alive in whatever you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. man. Uh <clears throat> So. That's a power. That's a power of a really good movie or a really good show. So a, lo a lot of people have a disconnect where they watch a show and it doesn't inspire them in any well, way. Yeah, and I mean, they're done after they're like, oh, okay, that, that was cool. You now, where we are primed <laughs> to be receptive to good storytelling, right. that's how every religion grew. That's how every philosophy grew was from good storytelling. So that it's it's in our DNA to be receptive to just loving a really good story and being inspired by that to go do something. Exactly. I mean, that's the reason why you had all of the griots and, and the, in, in the scribes or whatever in all these tribes, you know, that's why everybody gathered around them for those stories, man, because I mean, every good, every book that you read that like may guide you, you know, morally to this day was because of these people who told these stories and these stories were told as inspiration and also ways of learning from the, these Learning from these people, these, these people who are the topic of these stories, the good, the bad, the moral of the story, all that. That's what it's there for, for you to sit there and like, you know, hmm, you know, how would this motivate you to do something to do better in life or to take a look at where your life is right now? Like, OK, are you going to continue to do this or are you going to continue to do anything? Are you going to do anything instead of just sitting on your butt and listen to stories all the time? Now, yeah, exactly. you know, that's one thing about it. So that's how you should look at that. Not just always look well, for the I entertainment mean, for most, value. For most people, it's just a diversion from their life that sucks. Now, the real problem is your life sucks. So I don't care how many diversions you have. Your life still sucks. You can watch. Yeah, exactly. You can watch five movies in a row. You're still going to have to get back to your life at some point. Well, you can smoke weed all night. You're still going to have to get back to your life the next day. You can go to the strip club all afternoon. At some point, you have to leave. You can't spend the night there. You know? so, I mean, they got free lunch or free dinner, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I, I go for the buffet. It's like, oh, yeah. That, 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 that sounds that's like a great already. Like, yeah, that sounds, like a real, that sounds like a real healthy place to have a meal. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there isn't anything floating around the air it's that's unhealthy there. Steak, you know, at, you know, at the spearmint, like, oh, I don't know about that, man. It's just there's so many things wrong with that statement. I, I don't want to <laughs> eat anything, then at the same time see a snatch anywhere. <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to have my fruit salad, and then a snatch walks by. It's like, no, that's not that's not working for me. <laughs> I'm trying to have a fruit salad, and this dude over here, somebody getting a salad tossed. I mean, this is not working out for me right now, man. I got to get out of here. I got to go. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, you know, if I want to eat fish, I'll go get some salmon, okay? <laughs> so when I ordered a ceviche, this is not what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, man. You know you know who's really inspired me lately, man, is my, my yellow lab, Rabia, man. Uh -huh. She's 15, and the other day she hurt one of her legs, and she has, like, this uh, boil behind her her right front leg mm -hmm. and she is tough as nails man it's hard to know when she if she's ever in pain because she's so stoic and even with that boil behind her leg 
know, she's hobbling around on three legs. She still wants to go for walks. I'm walking the other dog. She's like hobbling out, trying to come after us. I'm like, no, you got to rest. No, you got to right. stay here. You know, last night I set up a bed for her downstairs because I was I don't I didn't want to have to have her strain herself coming upstairs. So I just set up something nice for her. This morning I wake up and she's upstairs sleeping. So at some point during the night, she figured out how to get up the stairs, right. which first of all, she's 15. So even with four legs working, it's not easy. But she has three functional legs and she and then the pain of trying to move up the stairs with that boil behind her front leg. She just sucked it up and did it somehow. So, I mean, she's she's got some serious mental toughness. Man. Right. She never whines about anything. My dog Grover is great, you know, super athletic and just genetically gifted with athleticism. But he's a wuss, man. <laughs> he gets he gets a little splinter yeah. in his paw. He'll be crying like a little baby. Reminds you a lot of, of what goes on now with professional sports. You know, with the, top, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the yeah. top athletes, you know, LeBron, every little thing, he's hurt and blah, blah, blah. And then you got the dude that's like second string, like, look, dude, just put me in. Just put me in. You know, I'll just take it. I just want to, I just want my chance. You know, so I remember when Michael Jordan played those games in the finals with that fucking fever. Oh, yeah. You just tell every move he made was just – he's just dying, man. And it was like the last shot at the last minute, and he fucking hit it. And then he just collapsed at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like, All right, I have nothing left. I'm done. Like yeah. Pippen had to carry him out of there. Unfortunately, <laughs> they had like two days to rest before the next game. But right. I mean, he, saw, he you could just tell that guy was miserable. But it, but it made him more focused because he didn't want to waste any energy. He's yeah, like, exactly. every time I take a shot, it's going to hit because I don't have I don't want to have to try again. You know? you know, I always tell people, you know, people always talk about that, you know, in the firearms community is like, well, how much ammunition do you need? Well, here's my thing. You know, most people say, well, as many as it takes, you know, as much as it takes for me to hit my target. I said, well, here's my thing. With the price of ammo, I'm trying to be as precise as possible because every bullet that comes out is costing me money. So I want to recycle those. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm trying to be very precise. So I'm not. And another thing is, if you are in a situation where you conceal and there's a situation where you have to use it, I don't want to just be shooting all over the place, which happens a lot, not just with civilians, but also happens even with our law enforcement officers just kind of they're not the most precise either. <laughs> you know, and they'll tell you that because they actually have to train like maybe they have to like qualify once a year for a lot of departments just because of the budget having to deal with that and pay for that. So that doesn't make me feel very secure, you know, how how on target he's going to be a lot of times. So another thing that's why I tell you always train, train, train and be try to be as precise as possible. Try to get those groups as close together when you're shooting because Every time you're just spraying all over the place, man, you're wasting money. When I see people with machine guns, you know, there's a cool place out in Vegas where you can go and shoot machine guns and all that good stuff. But, you know, I look at that yeah, as Tim, – Yeah, Tim Larkin owns one. Yeah, I call that a pocket dump, you know, situation <laughs> because you go in and you load up, I don't know, 100 rounds on a machine gun on a Barrett or whatever. You know, you're shooting like a 50 caliber or something like that, and you're just going at it, man. And, you know, next thing you know, 30 seconds, a minute later, you're empty. Well, you just paid for all that. That's about how, – how much did you have to rent that gun for and how much ammo did you have to pay for that one minute of fun? I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. That's, that's that's called a pocket dump, big time. So my thing is, yeah, very I mean, <laughs> paying paying for one minute fun, one minute of fun is is never a good investment. Never. I don't never. care how fun that one minute is. It's one minute. To my to my, the best did, one minute of your life, I man. Don't I don't care. care. How much did that cost me each second of that sixty seconds? I'm just trying to. I'm that person that sits there and calculates all that. Like, okay, that. Cost well, you me. know, what, I mean, what you were saying about all the technique and efficiency makes sense because when I. When I, when I go for deadlift PRs or anything else, right. I want to hit it on the first attempt. I don't want to fuck it up and then have to do that again. <laughs> I got to get like, my mind reset again. Like, all right, man, try to throw yeah. that. Try to throw that miss out of your mind. I can't. It's like it's like you didn't miss. you didn't focus so on the you didn't set up properly and you realize it halfway through and then you're That's like, okay, worst. let me let me let me let me put it down and try again. It's like no 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 no. no. You already you know how much energy you wasted just with setting yourself up mentally. <laughs> 
Now you got to do that shit again. Fuck that. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to make sure I set up properly. This is also why personal PR should be done very infrequently because they take a lot out of you. Exactly. The rest of the rest of the time, you should be focusing on refining your technique, going light enough where you can work on technique, drill technique. I mean, recently I've been doing, I've, I've gotten some really good tips on deadlift technique where it's, it's gotten even better. I'm always astonished by the deadlift because it seems like such a simple move, right? Just pick, just lean over and pick up a bar. But in actuality, there's so much technique. And even though I've been doing it for years, I'm still learning just little things that make a huge difference. Man, there can be a, a lot can be said about the power of efficiency. Yeah, okay. Whether yeah. it's in your physical training, hell, like I'm saying, your firearms training, if you're your business, hell, even in your freaking relationships, you know, just, just even your spare time. It can be a lot to be said about that, man, by being as efficient as possible. Well, I mean, look at, look at UFC fighter Joanna Yanchekchek. You know, she, her punching, it always hits. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. very precise. It always lands, just busting people up. When right. she, when people try to take her down, she defends really well so she doesn't have to waste any energy. She doesn't let anyone take her to the ground because then she has to waste energy trying to get back to her feet and all that shit. Right. So she just, and she, and she makes people very uh, reticent to try to, or to just to, not reticent. What's the word I'm looking for? She makes them very reluctant right. to try to take her down because every time they try, she gets she tags them hard. And you get busted in the nose. You get punched <laughs> in the eye. You're like, well, shit, man. What am I supposed to do now? I can't take. Every time I try to take her down, I'm getting busted up. You know, that was one of the things like you know the you know the Diaz brothers were famous for. You know, yeah, especially the yeah. height of the, just their precision. A lot of times those punches don't look like they hurt and have a lot of power behind them, but it's the precision of them. And you keep Anderson hitting the, Silva too. Yeah, you keep oh. hitting the same spot over and over. It doesn't matter. Okay, you know, it's it's eventually going to hurt. It's going to swell up. And next thing you know, they're like all of a sudden I can't see him anymore. What happened? Well, your eye is closing up because he's been tapping that eye for the last five last three rounds. You know, that's the thing. No, it's like him. it's like Ronda with the arm bars, right? Yeah. Has she has she ever got an arm and not finished? No, she <laughs> no. always finishes. Her technique is so good that if she gets your arm, it's over. You might as well tap. You don't even have to wait for her to, to actually put on the move. You might as well just right. be like, you know what? I'm you just know, gonna go ahead and tap right now. I, I, I know now. how this is gonna end. Tap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie before. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Kat Singano jumped on her and they're like yeah. in this pretzel move <laughs> oh, and out of so nowhere Ronda grabs her arm. Yeah, Ronda just grabs her arm and it's over. It's like a fourteen second fight. <laughs> It's like, hey, you got an arm? I'm going to probably go ahead and put it in an arm bar. So the only way, you just got to come in there with no arms. That's pretty much it's just a given. That's the only way it's going to happen, man. I mean, it's an important thing to think about when you're training is make every rep perfect. shouldn't be a bunch of sloppy reps where you risk injury or you're, you're, you're wasting energy. Precision, you know, Max, Maxwell made a good point that he doesn't train for PRs anymore. Like those days are long behind him, Steve Maxwell. So now what, what excites him is the perfect rep, you know, chasing right. that perfect rep, doing a set of 50 push-ups where every rep is beautiful or doing a set of Hindu squats where every rep is immaculate. Well, that last but, rep is just as good as the first rep, which is the one yeah. thing I always stress. You know, all the champions in kettlebell sports stress that. Like your, your last rep in that 10th minute should look just like the one during that first rep in that first minute. And, you know, and that's what you should focus on. So that means you have to be very efficient. You can't just waste a bunch of time on a lot of extra movement, a lot of extra thinking, a lot of breathing in the wrong place or, or a lack of breathing in certain places. You know, right. you just, everything needs to be boom, hit, repeat, boom, 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 hit, repeat, boom, 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 hit, repeat. <laughs> you know, that's how it should be. It should be like Groundhog's Day. Every time. Yeah, instead, instead of focusing on whether the champion is eating bear or not, just focus on you know, focus on what they're saying, man. Some people get so caught up on, on in, in the like all these minute areas. You know, talk about being pedantic. It's like, oh, oh well, if the champion's gonna eat bear, then I'm gonna eat bear too. 
talking about, what if the champions eat crap? You going to eat that too? Hey, if it gets me there and being a champion, then I'll eat crap. Well, you go what, if, what, if the, what if the champion <laughs> likes to eat ass before he gets on the platform? You going to do that too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my what, God. What if the champion smokes a blunt before he gets on the platform? Well, I don't know, Mike. I think you might start getting a kettlebell sport at that. Case. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be interested. I'm just saying someone who's never smoked a blunt before might be like, well, shit, maybe I should give that a shot. I'd say, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> if this is going to be your first time with a blunt, this is not the time, man. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that kind of brings up another point of you know, just because something worked for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You have to personalize exactly. stuff. Like a lot of the people that have tried the Ed Cohen, Mark Philippi deadlift program that we've mm-hmm. mentioned dozens of times on the show, a lot of times people are going, oh, I tried it and it didn't work for me. Now, here's, the, here's some common mistakes people make. One is they – are delusional with what their strength is. Right. They're like, well, you know, I'm going to deadlift 550 at the end of the program. Okay, that means you have a 525 max now. And what's the, when have you ever pulled that before? Well, I think I can. No. It's like, look, man, you barely pulled 470. You think you can pull 525? No. This is not the time like, to be, be thinking. Okay, you need on the you side. Know. You don't. I mean, you you should know what your max is, and then. Be conservative. Your goal should not be any more than 20 pounds of what your starting max is. So if you can pull 465, then your goal is 485, not a pound more. Not 490, not 500, not 515, fucking 485. Because you're going to get so good at technique, guess what? You're probably going to exceed that number, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be like a really nice little surprise for you. Exactly. As, as opposed for missing – I mean if you're missing reps in week three or four, it's, it's not going to get better by week eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. Weeks one through four should be easy in terms of completion, You know, yeah. getting the reps done. It's not easy in terms of effort because it's a lot of volume. But there shouldn't be any doubt whether you're going to hit a rep or not. There shouldn't be any doubt at all. And then uh, – and, and then – so that's number that's the number one mistake. Number two is the volume, in my opinion, is a little bit too much for most, right? So all those assistant exercises, you could just cut those out. You don't need to do all the deadlift work and then do stiff-legged deadlifts and good mornings and bent over rows and fucking lap pull downs. That's that's way too much. You don't need to do anything but the deadlift. So for a beginner, I would say, you know, some, when, when I say beginner, I mean someone who hasn't been deadlifting that long. They have decent technique. And someone who's never deadlift before, you shouldn't even be doing the program. You know, get your technique down first, but cut out all the auxiliary exercises too. That's that's what I have found works. And I also find it works for reps. You know, right now I'm doing a version where instead of trying to improve my one rep max, I'm trying to improve my five rep max. And this has been a nice change of pace for me because I was burned out with all those really heavy weights. Yeah. Now I'm basically doing sets of five as my top and then the speed sets i still do three just mm-hmm. working on speed and power and it feels great man i'm having fun with it it's keeping it it keeps it interesting see it's another thing that comes down to having a base and you know being efficient and really dialing in the base so you can do things like that you know you, you need to earn the right to start experimenting with a program that way right you know most right, people right. have not earned that right you change things up like who, who are you no, the first, the first time i did it i did it exactly the way it was written. <laughs> exactly now, the second time i did it i cut out a few things the third time i did it you know i modified further you know and the other thing i'm working on is just taking a page from your book and and some of the other kettlebell sport people is i'm doing a lot of kettlebell pressing but instead of going for the heaviest bells i can handle I'm going much lighter and doing sets throughout the day. So I'm doing, I'm working up to sets of 15. So when I can do sets of 15 throughout the day, 
for a week. Mm-hmm. Then I increased to the next weight. So I started off with I, I hadn't done any kettlebell pressing in a long time. So I just started off with double greens, you know, fifty three pound bells. And I just started off with sets of five throughout the day. Yeah. And then the next week, sets of six. Mm-hmm. And I gradually worked up to sets of 17 throughout the day. And that, and that felt easy. So then I moved up to the orange bells, the 62-pounders. And I started off with sets of seven throughout the day. And now I'm up to sets of 13 throughout the day. And when I say 13, the last rep is easy. It's, it doesn't look any different than the first. You know, It's not a struggle at all. And when I get up to 15 with the oranges, I'm going to move up to the reds. And I'm going to start off at seven, work my way up to 15, and then keep going until I get to double 80. Now, I might not get the double 88s for two years because the heavier you go, the longer it's going to take to build up to that 15 yeah. rep. Well, well, one thing you have during those two years, though, is pristine technique. Absolutely. You know, That's it, it is not, especially because in those two years, you're going to be two years older when that technique needs to be pristine. You know, right. the thing about right. it. So you, you're not you're not building these sloppy habits because ego says, let's go for the heaviest weight possible. You know, that's the thing about two, it. Two years later, but I'm on aggressive strength, yo. So I can handle that. <laughs> so two, years from now, you, two years from now, even I'm afraid of what I'll come up with. Just, uh, you think this testosterone booster is good? Wait till I come up with some shit in two years. <laughs> Going to make your dick five inches bigger. <laughs> oh, we just got a lot of our audience members' attention. Gonna when you have, said that. They're like, wait, 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 wait. What did he say? It's going to make your package bigger. It's going to make you more attractive to the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever your preference is. I don't care. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm gonna come up with some fucking magic shit too. You better believe it, man. I'm, I'm researching so much right now. There's so much interesting stuff I've come across in the nutrition supplement stuff. Things that I'm not going to mention until I've uh, actually played around with them a little bit more. But there's there's one ingredient that I've looked at that I may build a pre-workout drink around because it's a really interesting ingredient which not only improves mental and physical endurance and energy. It actually helps a great deal with going to store body fat for energy. Mm. So it's something I'm playing around with. The only issue with this ingredient is that a high amount of people who use it are going to have some gut issues. So that's the problem yeah. is that you know I've had gut issues using it, and I'm not a guy prone to gut issues. So I'm like, well, shit, if I get gut issues using this, everybody's going to have gut right. issues. So that has to be – that little problem has to be kicked out if possible. If it can't be kicked out, then it's not something I would even consider selling or building a product around. But you know, if you can keep this stuff down – and I think, I think it's all about timing. I think if you take this in a certain manner, a systematic manner, it will work very well. The problems are it's very expensive and people are going to be prone to gut issues. So it's the kind of product where the amount of refund requests you would get right now would be ridiculous. You know, for like every fucking 10 people who buy it, I would say like three people are going to have some pretty gut, bad gut issues, and that's way too much. Right. So, again, that's why I'm not even mentioning the ingredient right now. I don't, I don't even want people to go out there and try it and, right. and fucking have the gut issues. And, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather talk about when I figure out a solution. So I'm thinking that if you combine it with a couple other things that are good for gut health, that may mitigate it. So anyway, that's just one of many things I'm exploring right now. I'm looking at some other ingredients for an adrenal fatigue supplement. I'm looking at – Improving my testosterone booster, I've got an idea that is that I think will really improve the testosterone booster quite a bit. So anyway, it's all fun stuff, man. This is this is really fun stuff. So as as people are always like, oh, you know, I'm getting older, I'm feeling this. I don't worry about shit like that because right. I feel great. I'm 41. I feel better now than I ever have. I feel great. 
Yeah, trust me. And then people had four people now are like, oh, well, wait till you get to 50. Well, you know what? When, when I was, was fucking 22. When I was, yeah, when you get yeah, to when I was 30, 22, yeah. people said, wait till you get to 30. And, and then 30, when I was 30, 40. people said, wait till you get to 40. <laughs> hey, it's man, like, okay. keep bumping those odds up, baby. You know, so, you know, I want It's people- like, you're not doing what I'm doing, motherfucker. It's like, you're, <laughs> the underlying tone of that message is that you were taking care of yourself like I have since I was 22. Right. And you, you probably haven't. That's why you feel like shit now. You don't feel like shit because you're 50. You feel like shit because you haven't taken care of yourself for the last 30 years. Yeah, here's the beautiful thing now, man, especially just, just being more efficient with my training or whatever. If I feel any issue, the cool thing is I, I know pretty much I can dial in why it's happening and fix it and get on it right then. My ego's not so big. I keep trying to train through the pain like, hmm, okay, I can actually scale back. Like, okay, what did I do? That wasn't the most efficient thing. And how can I how can I improve on this and make this feel a little bit better right now? Okay, what should I be eating right now that will assist me with this? You know, and maybe I need to sleep a little bit more, rest a little bit more on this, and blah blah. blah. And then here's my assistance work as far as the exercise to do while I'm feeling this way, or not do one at all during the, in that area. You know, all those things because again, as you become more efficient, whatever. You, like I said, you can remove the ego. You know, that's a lot of times people get injuries because that ego is stepping in there. Like, nah, man, we're good. We're tough. We can do this. Okay, it's good. It's good to be tough. They're in pain all the time, and they think that's it's normal. They think it's normal. Like, like, well, I'm tough. I can just deal with this. I ain't hurting. I ain't training. I'm tough too, man. But I'm not going to purposely deal with pain when I can solve it. When I can eradicate it. I get fucking massages once a week by an incredible therapist here in Vegas. I go to the cryosauna. There's a new one that opened up. Rejuvenize opened up a location just down the road from me, right. so, and it's way cheaper than what I used to go to. It's only 200 bucks a month unlimited as opposed to 500 what I was paying before. Right. I go there four or five times a week. Uh, my sleep is great. I do uh, sauna and pool, sauna and hot tub every other week. You know, I do a lot for restoration. I'm only working out four times a week, but I'm working out hard four times a week. So in addition to all the things that I do on a day-to-day basis, I'm doing these additional restoration methods. And that's the other reason why I'm not going to be all beat up like some of these older people are telling us. It's like, did you do all this stuff when you were fucking 40? No, you didn't do dick when you were 40. You started deteriorating and you didn't do anything about it. It's like waiting until your car breaks down and then doing something about it. Why don't you do proper maintenance? Check the tires, check the oil, get an oil change every so thousand miles, make sure all the fluids are good. And guess what? You're not going to have as many big problems happening all the time. Most people never check their oil. They never check their tires. And they're wondering why they're getting flat tires all the time. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then a lot of people take better care of their cars than their own fucking body. I can buy a new goddamn car. <laughs> can't buy a new body. <laughs> uh, you know, true. maybe in the future we can just trade our bodies exactly. for another. Like, that ain't know, right here right now. Like, you know, I'm over these biceps. I'm about to upgrade, man. <laughs> I'm about to get these titanium 2.0 biceps, man, made by Tesla. <laughs> to have you like your your head transplanted to another body. Exactly. Like, ah, eh, I got over that. I got tired of the dreads, man. So yeah, I'm rocking the ball look for the next six months. So they come out with a new model. <laughs> just like, come yeah, on, some man. people just feel like this this deterioration is inevitable. And you know, maybe it is at some point, but it doesn't have to happen as soon as it does. You don't, for you don't have the speed of the process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trust me, my evolution's got this. Okay, it doesn't need your help speeding things along. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I, I used to be depressed when I was in my 20s, when guys in their 40s were telling me like, oh, you know, I can't lift heavy anymore. I'm tired all the time. I'm like, fuck, man. My, my joints always suck. hurting. I'm like, um, yeah, it's going to suck when I get to 40. I'm like, I'm going to do all I can. Now, I, I, have man. People, I have people who email me and go, you know, I'm 35 now, so my T-levels aren't that great. I go, you know what? Your T-levels may not be that great, but it's not because you're 35. <laughs> 35 is not old. There's this one chick I know who's always like so impressed with herself because she she thinks she looks good at 35. I was like, first of all, you're fucking 35. You should look good. 35 is nothing. 
Don't act like that's so impressive. It's like you look great at any Come age. On, that's no. great. Monica Bellucci starring in the next James Bond film at 50, being the oldest Bond girl. That's impressive. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there, now we're talking, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Monica Bellucci, uh, Madeline Stowe looks great. My uh, Helen Mirren looks Angela great. Halle Berry, Angela Bassett, all these. I'm like, uh, Tina, yeah, Turner, Bassett, Tina Turner is 76, okay? She's 76 years old. Her legs are in better shape than a lot of these so-called fitness people. You know, sitting remember, there. Uh, remember when Angela Bassett played Tina Turner? Exactly. She was fucking jacked, man. <laughs> Almost like, like, like that scene where Lawrence Fishburne is beating her. It's I like in, in real life, she'd be beating his like, ass. I'm looking like, I don't yeah. know, Furious Styles. I think she might have fucking biceps and thunder thighs. And <laughs> is she's that all you beat. got, Ike? I'm like, <laughs> kicking that guy's ass, man. Angela Bassett has got great genetics because oh. I remember I watched an interview with her where she's talking about her workout regimen. And she's yeah. like, yeah, you know, we were doing leg presses and they had two of those big 45 pound plates on each side. Now, for someone who's never worked out before, that may seem like a lot of weight, but that's nothing for the leg press. So the fact that her body looked like that, right. doing that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that lady, you put her on a really good workout regimen, forget about it. Yeah, man. She might end up having a body like freaking Serena Williams. <laughs> uh, Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith's another Jada one. Remember? Pinkett, yeah, yeah Jada Pinkett. Remember yeah. her in the in the Matrix movies? Yeah. And then like like Will Smith was well, like even you know, now. So even now, if you see her like um in Gotham, Gotham yeah. yeah, you know, it kind of sucks she won't be there next season. But yeah, you know, hope I didn't spoil she was, it for was great in that show. Yeah, exactly. But you know, no, but she, during the Matrix movie, she was bench pressing 175, and she probably weighs like 105, oh, if yeah. even that. Yeah. She's small. Yeah. Yeah, and Will Smith was like, well, look, you're getting way too big. And Will Smith's another one. Look at him and Ali. He, yeah, I mean, he looked, like, well, he looked better now, than the real Muhammad Ali. Looked, yeah, I think you know? Will's like now. I mean, he's still, I mean, even in this, in, um, in this new movie, this new comic book movie he's about to do, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think Suicide Squad. Suicide yeah. Squad. I think Will awesome. is like 45 or 46 right now. And, dude, it's like he hasn't lost a step. You know, since, since yeah, like he has only. great genetics for training. What's funny about him Especially is because he's t- so tall well, and you know, well, that's yeah, well, well, he gets in great shape for a movie, but he doesn't keep it in between movies. He doesn't right. care. Yeah. So like, you know, when you see him in iRobot or something like that, he's <laughs> right. jacked. Right. But then the next movie you see him in, he'll be. He's never like fat or out of shape, but he's not jacked like that. Right. He just so someone right like. Someone like Gerald Butler, right? Like Gerald after Butler, he did yeah. after he did 300, he's like, I like this shit, and he hung <laughs> on. For it. He hung on to it permanently. You know, every movie he's been in after that, he's always had that physique. I mean, like another guy with good genes, like Hugh Jackman, man. You know, yeah, he's another yeah. guy, just like you know, he can sit there and get beefed up for Wolverine, then be the skinny little dude in you know La Miserables, you know, like it's nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, right. You know, but then you know, you got people that was trying to criticize him and his deadlift technique, you know, a while back online. But you know, most of these people, these these keyboard warriors, I'm like, where's your technique? Let me see. You yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, where are you right now? Here's a oh, guy. Man. This guy's dead, busy. He lifted 500 pounds. I, mean, I, I don't like, care <laughs> if the technique's not great. It's still 500 pounds, and he weighs a buck 75. Exactly. So that's pretty damn good. Exactly, man. So I'm just like, I don't care if his bag was rounding and about to break in half. He still did it. Got so it's up. just. My, my attitude is if you don't have a clip of you doing something, then shut the fuck up. Exactly. What have you done you, again? You don't, you don't deserve to be part of the conversation. <laughs> exactly. Like I always laugh when people on YouTube are like, well, I don't, I don't know about your technique for doing this. Well, I don't know about anything about you, period, because you're so, using a fake name with no profile picture. <laughs> yeah, you got a cartoon for a profile picture. Come on, shut up. Jeez, man. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's like uh, – yeah, man, it's, it's, it's the, the Internet is a really interesting place because, uh, you know, what's funny is uh, like we're trying to help out our friend Jace. Right. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's he's a young guy who's a trainer. He came down with a bad case of cancer. We've talked about his story a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Bad case of cancer. That's a fucking oxymoron. It's all bad cases. Yeah, anyway, but, but anyway, you know, we're so so a lot of times people would email us and say, is, is there anything I can do? And my response would be, I don't know. Is there anything you can do? Right. Is there is there anything you can do? Because I already told you what you can do. You can go donate money. 
You can share the message. So you already know what to do, and now you're trying to delay doing anything by asking me if there's anything you can do. <laughs> so or it's kind of like, or, or like there are those type of people that need to be told what to do. They need, they need, they need to have permission to do the right thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, which is even worse than, than I, knowing I what to do and won't do it. You know, it's just. So I just sent you his GoFund page. You know, what else do you need to know? Right, do I need to week. come over and help you take well, your credit hell. card out of your pocket? And well, hell, and, even on the GoFundMe page, even if you're not donating, they have a lot of links to social media to share the campaign. So yeah. even if you're not donating money, you can donate a click of your mouse or your laptop. Just click. Yeah. It's you done. can go. You can go share and ask people to do what you're not doing. Exactly. <laughs> and that'll make you feel better. So be it. Yeah. Because guess what? He still, still cracked me up, man. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to donate anything, but I'm going to share this and ask other people to. Exactly. It's like, yeah, now you're wondering why no one else is doing anything. <laughs> First thing I did was fucking donate before I even thought about yeah, asking. Exactly. Donate. <laughs> I'm not going to ask anyone to do what I'm not willing to do. Exactly. Come on, man. Because trust me, I'm one of those people. Like when someone says to me, they're like, "Hey, man, donate to this." I'm. You bet your ass, I'm looking to see if you've done it. Okay, yeah, it's, not gonna, it's not going to change my mind whether I'm going to do it or not, but I'm like, who the fuck are you to tell me to go do it? No, man, you do it, okay? Well, I mean, pretty much everything I've done is stuff that I did before I told other people to do it, right? right. It's like my, all of my supplements I took for years before I sold them. Uh, kettlebell training I was doing for a while before I got into right. getting certified and then turning that around into a business. It's not like I was like, oh, wow, kettlebells, that looks interesting. Never done it before. Let me go take this course. Yeah, it's just like me, like with firearms, you know, like, let me sit here and, okay, hey, let me, let me instruct you. Let me teach you, but hey. Hey man, have you ever shot? No, I'm good. I own a gun, but I don't do anything with it. You know, <laughs> but, you know, it's just in case. Better have it, and not you know, not needed and needed not have it. Like what? Like, you, everyone should rescue a senior dog, and then they don't even have a dog. <laughs> exactly. Period. At home. Like no, I'm going to tell you to go rescue a senior dog after I did it. Yeah, I've done exactly. it twice now. <laughs> so, I mean, action speaks a lot walk louder. The walk, man. As, as cliche as it sounds, it's true, yeah. man. Is that it's easy to talk. It's a lot harder to do. Exactly. It's always been that way. <laughs> To me, I look at that as a competitive advantage because I don't talk about shit, man. I fucking do stuff. Exactly. So if if I if if everyone else is going to talk and not do jack shit, then I have a serious competitive well, advantage. Well, guess what? If everybody's going to do that, then you might as well run for Congress because that's what they do. Okay? <laughs> so I just go ahead and run for office. I mean, if you're a professional at doing that, then hey, they've they've got a career choice for you to do that. Just talk about all the shit you're going to do and never do it. There you go. You're a politician now. I would be the worst politician ever. <laughs> oh my god! I, I would well, be so honest about it. I would be the, like, like I would a, be the Black Ron Paul. That's well, I mean, if I, if, if, I were, if I were Bill Clinton, I'd be like, yeah, I got a blowjob in the Oval Office. I'm the this most powerful man, man on the planet. Who wish? I'm the fucking president, man. <laughs> and have you seen Hillary? Come yeah, on. <laughs> I was like, I'm the fucking president. I'll get whoever I want in here for that shit, man. That's a stressful job. You know, if I'm too stressed out, I may hit that button by accident. I, <laughs> hey, hold. On. What do you want me to do? You want me to hit that or hit that button? What do you want me to do? Here? You should be bringing. You should be bringing in the best BJ people in the world for the president. That that's that's a good use of taxpayer money. Right? <laughs> Who knows what kind of shit we'll avoid? Oh, it's like, okay, man. should we invade this country or not? Hold on a second. Let me get that. Let me get myself taken care of first. Right it's like, nope, that's not. A good idea. Let's yeah. hold back. Who <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're such an uptight country, man. Oh my god. So America is like the most sexually repressed country in the world. It's like sex is in your face everywhere, but it's such a taboo subject. Yeah, and so then people you are so your face, but you don't want to talk about it. Like it's, it is the elephant in the room. Like you, so you just people, act like people, that people, in other, people in other countries laugh at us, man. Like you go to Holland, they just laugh oh at gosh, us. Like yeah. like Americans are so prissy. In Holland, you like little five year old kids are walking by hookers in the window and and postcards which are a close up of a snatch. Well, you know, well, my, and these kids, and these kids good. don't. A child should not be exposed to that. Man. So when these kids get older, it's not like this big taboo of like, oh, uh, let me go do some reckless shit because uh, I've been 
locked away from all that my entire life. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's like America is, is such a joke on so many areas. You know, I love America. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But some of the things, man, I just have to laugh at. And it seems like we're so polarized. You're either a right-wing nut or you're a left-wing pussy. And then, if, and, God forbid, if, and, you're kind of, if you're the person that actually looks at both sides and has you're like, oh, well, see, there you go. There, you're all in utopia. I'm like, no, I'm just a, I'm a free thinker. It's like I can see both sides. And a lot of times both sides is retarded, okay, right. with the way you're thinking. You know, that's the thing about it. It's just like, okay, you're saying this. Why are you saying this? Because that's what you've been told? Is that how you really feel? Why do you feel that way? Right. And a lot of times they well, can't explain. Most of the time someone <laughs> is – the part most of the time someone is a member of the political party that their parents were. Exactly. So if your parents are Republican, you're a Republican. <laughs> your parents are Democrat, you're a Democrat. And I don't want to hear anyone talk about international affairs who's never been out of the country. That's my that's, thing. That's, that's the first thing that really irritates me. It's like, well, here's what's going on in the Middle East. It's like, have you been there? Have no. Have you been there? Then you don't know what the fuck's going on. You're only going by what you see on Fox News or CNN. And that's not, tell me, they're, tell me what you're being, what you're seeing is being sold to you because it's been bought and paid for. Okay, so think about uh, Nate, that. Nate Morrison tells us what's going on in Iraq. I'm yes, gonna, <laughs> you know. And, uh, someone who's never been well, there is telling me just, what's going know, on. I'm not going to believe it. Like I said, I'll see what, you know, the things that Nate talks about, you know, Nathan Craig and those guys, man, you know, the, yeah. the whole little, the Ricker group or whatever. I don't really I don't really feel like I'm in a position to uh, comment on a lot of things. Yeah, that, exactly. That Nate, that those guys, like Nate has me, he invited me to his group or whatever. I'm there learning, man. And I know my, and I know my role. A lot of stuff I can't speak on. Who the hell am I to be talking? I'm, I'm civilian as fuck. Okay. <laughs> Somebody, that's yeah. my t-shirt right there. You know, right. so I can, hey, I can tell you about concealed gun laws and everything else here in Texas. I can talk about that. Well, it's like, it's like it's like someone telling you how to raise kids who's never had any. Exactly. Like, well, which this is what this what this, this is what you need to do with your kids. Like, okay, how many have you raised? None. Shut the fuck up. Well, that's the reason why I don't have kids. Okay, then you need to speak on the reasons why not to have kids. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You, you, can, you can speak about that. I don't have kids, and I don't want to have kids. I can talk about that, <laughs> exactly. but I'm not going to tell you, a father of three kids, what to do. Right. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> you know? <laughs> how am I supposed to tell? You? Well, Mike, here's why you think you should. Mike, I, I feel like you should have some kids, and here's why. I don't know you. Well, I, I, I hate, I hate, I hate when people bring why have, that. Well, Mike, shit. why don't you have kids? <laughs> like look, that, that's man. another thing where like where people try to put you in a situation where you have to explain yourself. And then you know what's funny is like people in my neighborhood. If you have kids, you're there. People who have kids like are all magic, friendly. Huh? Well, people who have kids, they're all friendly with each other. But if you don't have kids, then you're 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 not excommunicated, but you're not really invited. It's kind of like the married couple. They don't want to hang out with a single guy. You know, because, you know, it's like, oh, you don't want to be around that guy because he doesn't have Shit, most, most married couples are boring as fuck, man. Well, who's <laughs> hanging out with them? Sitting around eating bonbons, popcorn, watching crap reality TV all night? The fuck wants to hang out with those people? The fact that bonbons are still on the market is a problem. <laughs> but they should have been off the market a long time ago like ho-hos. Who's still eating I don't, okay, F- bonbons? I don't know the fuck Who the hell's are... eating bonbons? Stop eating those damn things. Let them go. Put them out of business. Well, most married couples I see, the wife is a nag, the guy's a bore. It's depressing. And the kids are hellions. Okay, yeah. they are baby it's depressing as hell. As fuck, man. You know, there's 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 very few married couples I've met that I'm like, okay, these are really cool. Like, you have a great relationship with Paula. You know, there's there's a few others that I've seen where I'm like, okay, like Tim Larkin's got a really good relationship with his lady. You know, there, there's a few where I'm like, this is really cool. The other other people are like, uh, they talk about their wife the way someone would talk about their mom. It's like, well, you know, I, I want to do this, but I'm, I got to make sure my wife doesn't find out. And they're not talking about cheating. They're talking about like, uh, like well, I don't know, you know buying a having gun. a drink well, with this the what friends. I hear. At, <laughs> For me, buying a gun. Like, well, I, I, I got to see what my wife says. Uh, well, I, the, I go well, to the talk boss, to the boss. Well, the boss told me I couldn't have one. <laughs> 
Well, tell well, boss. No, 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 it wasn't up. the boss. You mean the balls told you you couldn't have Because <laughs> now we oh, know lack, who has lack the balls. thereof. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we know who has the balls in this relationship. Come on, man. <laughs> well, my, my, my attitude is that uh, you, know, you shouldn't be telling your wife what to do, and she shouldn't be telling you what to do. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying like the, – you know, The respect being, is there, and you do something times reckless. When I, yeah. well, a lot of times when I come, on, come down hard on guys for being pussy whipped, a lot of women get mad saying, well – you know, this is not the 1950s anymore. It's like, look, I'm not saying that he should be telling you what to do. I'm just, be, I'm just saying that you shouldn't be telling him what to do. Like, there's a there's you take a care of yourself. He takes care of himself. You don't have to take care of each other. Like, uh, like our our guest a couple weeks ago, right? Like Dr. Mike. Now he he brought up a point of, you know, treat your wife like the boss. Now I know where he's going with it, right. but first of all, man. I've never treated any boss I've had that well because a lot of times they were dickheads. So I'm not going to treat any woman like hey, the boss. I'm not sleep- I've had I, I never slept friends. with any of my bosses, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now he's like, you know, when your wife tells you to put the garbage out, you shouldn't, uh, you know, just do it. You know, don't no, do it this later. Should be an like, understanding. Here's, this should be an understanding. Well, here's, well, no, no, no. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Why does she have to tell you to put the garbage exactly. out? Why can't you an- fucking do that shit on your own? If you see the trash is piling up, Put it out, and if she's no one, it, no one has to tell me to put the garbage out. I know that no every one should Thursday be assigned. Night, I put the garbage out. No one should be assigned all these. See, that's a problem my wife and I have. With so many people, they can't understand us. Like, she can go away to Africa for a month and a half, and they're like, "Well, what does your husband say?" I said, and she goes, "Well, he's okay." I said, "No, the next time you tell me, he, he didn't say shit." And he shouldn't, you know, because here's my thing. I'm not worried about her over this thing. Okay, what, 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 is, what, is yeah, what, what do they think that she's doing out there? Having, exactly. having, having, like, an, having an affair with Mimbuku? Is she over there trying to be the last queen of Scotland? What the hell, man? I don't understand. You're all, you're all talking to her on the phone. All of a sudden, this voice in the background. Hey, baby. Come back, to, come, come back to the sack, Mrs. Ma- <laughs> Mrs. Hogan. Come back to the sack. <laughs> so I'm sitting there thinking, I mean, like, I'm like, here's the thing, man. One thing about us, we... We get along well together and apart. That's the thing about it. It's like honestly, to my we understand. Well, that, we value that's our why individual you get along space. well together. If yeah, you get we, along together, you <laughs> get along well apart. You're gonna get along well together. Most people are like, oh no, man, I just about. You know, I, I I have to be with her all the time, man. I can't see myself without her. I always no, laugh you, when you, women when women say proudly, "Oh, my husband doesn't let me do that," and they got this big smile on their face. I was like, okay, first of all, you need to get some counseling for your masochistic <laughs> tendencies there. To my, you know, you, to my, didn't you already have a father in your life? And then yeah, some some guys are like, oh, my my wife who must be obeyed doesn't let me do this. They're all proud of it. It's like, all right, that's not something to be proud of, man. Okay, like, the you, mother you, the motherly duties married, ended married, when you were eighteen. Okay, yeah, you married a woman who picked up where mom left off. That's not a that's not something to be that's, proud of. That's kind of sick. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, very sick. I, and when anybody says like, you know, if you ever want to know what type of woman you know you want to be with, man, just look at your mom. No, I don't want to do that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man, that's gross. Come on, I, I, love, I, love, I love my mom, and I'm not looking for a woman like my no, mom. No, okay? man. My mom's already there. He's not no, going to be a woman. That job's been taken. Yeah, exactly. I don't want my mom, man. My dad already had her, and that's nasty. No, certain <laughs> character traits she had. Like, my mom is yeah. very cerebral. She's a very intellectual lady, got a Ph.D., very intelligent, very well-versed in world affairs and stuff like that. I mean, look, those are all great qualities. Like, look, those, those good qualities are a good blueprint for, like, okay, this, these will be some great qualities. And these are things I like about my mom. So, you know, I wouldn't mind having a woman that has traits like these, but I don't want my mom. I don't want anyone trying to be exactly like her or anything like that. You know, there's there's just certain things like, okay, look, man, I had a woman, I had a strong woman in my life. I'm not going to sit and have this weak woman in my life. I, I wasn't raised around this. I right. wasn't raised around women who couldn't think for themselves and make their own decisions. I'm not used to that. I don't know how to handle that. Okay. I'm used to someone that can make a decision and it, it'll be an intelligent one. Or if you make a mistake, they can own it. I'm not used to, I can't be around victims because I wasn't raised around victims. My mother wasn't a victim. So there on that note, yeah, 
So it's not necessarily I'm trying to have someone be exactly like my mom. There are some very great qualities that I would like to see in someone that I learned about via my mom. Right. I mean, that's the thing about it. But, no, yeah, if you need to get someone, you know, ladies, you need to get a man just like your father. Oh, God, that's just gross, man. <laughs> that's just nasty. Well, what are we talking about here? What are we thinking about? So <laughs> so people also need to look at the wording and just not repeat things because they sound good and we've heard them a million times. Let's actually look at some of these popular phrases for what they really are. Like, that, that doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> yeah, so, so much of what people that's- think are their own values and beliefs are things that were just subjected upon them that yeah. they didn't question. Exactly. And that's a whole other episode right there. <laughs> yeah, man. That and, and those crazy we're, phrases. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're, yeah exactly. So that, exactly. Yeah, I think it's a good note, man. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can end right that there. For the next one. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is fun, man. We got to do this more often. You know, exactly. we've been having a lot of guests every week, but we're, we're going to start making sure that we have a guest or I mean, an episode where it's just us at least once a month yeah, from now on. We always hear, you know, people say, man, I haven't heard an episode from you guys in a while, man. Uh, what do you guys think about this and think about that? And you know, a lot of times we don't get a chance to talk about that when we have other guests on. So, because. The topic may not even sway in that direction, but it's a lot of good stuff out there, though. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's so much to talk about, no doubt. Perfect. So on that note, folks, again, make sure you head over to both our websites. Use that coupon code LLA. Get 10% off all our products. That's at NewWarriorTraining.com and MikeMahler.com. Head over to Patreon.com slash LLA Podcast. Become a supporter of the show. Go to the box where it says Become a Supporter. And erase that one, unless you're going to put some zeros behind it, one or many. Or, you know, you can just erase it otherwise and put a five right there. That goes a long way as well to help us with the production of the yeah, show. Yeah, don't, don't, don't put a zero in front of it now. <laughs> they won't even accept that. Okay. <laughs> and then well, sure, I tried to give you guys 50 cents, but I couldn't get it. <laughs> my, nah, man, 50 cent equals bankruptcy right about now. I'm good on that. <laughs> and last but not least, man, you can go on any medium that you listen to the show, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Stitcher, any of those mediums and make sure that you rate review and share the show with your circle of influence or non-influence whatever share that you know get get the word out there don't keep it all to yourself don't be a a great entertainment hoarder okay Okay. don't be stingy there you go all right